Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, still out of prison and possibly giving himself cancer, is my good friend, Tim. Hello, it's me. I'm out of prison still because I know geometry and stuff. Hey, you know geometry. That's right. How's it going, bud? It's going real well, Frank. It's going real well. We're on yeah. our second episode of the Lex Luthor three-part episode arc when, whenever he when he stops being Lex Luthor. And I am enjoying myself even more than I did last week, Frank, probably because he was on screen in almost every single scene. I know. It was great. It was great. I was all about it. I'm really excited about it. I want to talk about it some more, but you want to know what I want to do before we talk about it? I want to talk about emails from last week's episode. That is correct. We can open up the mailbag and we are going to see what what goodies are in there. First one is a piece of follow-up from Daryl. Daryl, uh, we, you and I, Tim, talked about the James's signal watch. Yes. And you know, when, when did we last see the signal watch? We felt like we'd seen it. And Daryl confirms James used the signal watch to call Kara to Catco in the season three premiere Girl of Steel because she had been neglecting her job at Catco. Yes. Yes. I did did not remember that one. So I'm actually really glad that Daryl wrote in with that. So thank you uh, for that little piece of feedback. I love, by the way, I just want to say we don't, we don't get a ton of the feedback that uh, like, like follow up feedback. That's like, Oh, you said this, let me correct you or let me remind you. We don't get a ton of that. So I love it when we get that stuff. So, you know, if you ever hear us say something that's wrong or like factually wrong, or you want to add on to something, please feel free. Cause I, I love that stuff. Do you love um, it? Because straight. you think we say the wrong things all the time. Cause sometimes we're right. You know, no, no. I mean, oh, okay. I mean, obviously, only correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, uh, but like that when we get said, it wrong, yeah, you I want to write angry email. Yeah, yeah. Out. how yeah. dare you be right about that? Um, no, I, but I, did, you know what I mean. Like, I, I love uh, if we get something wrong that someone sets the record straight and and cares enough to tell us. So, Ooh, uh, so thank you for straight. that. Mm. Mm. Wait, what's that? Hamilton. Dun, 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 I don't set the record straight. I couldn't tell you. I can't tell you what song it is because it. But it was you said. That's in my brain. It'll Good talk. Come, it'll come to me later. It is. Good talk. Yep. If you want to correct him and tell him where in Hamilton that's from, please feel free to email us. Uh, we actually got a few tweets that I want to read too. I'm going to switch over to that for a second because uh, we got we got a few uh, here. Uh, Nerdy Geek seventy seven said it was the best episode of the season. Uh, uh, we got some. Oh, oh. Uh, well, I asked at one point. We saw Lex writing uh in in kryptonian the kryptonian language uh, in the courtroom and i asked it flashed by so quickly that i couldn't make out what it said uh and some i asked does anybody is anyone able to translate what uh what lex was writing and uh the writer of this one of the co-writers of this episode and producer uh of supergirl eric carrasco uh, tweeted at us and said might have gotten uh shifted a bit but it's all work and no play makes jack a dull boy it's great. Great, great reference. Love that. Uh, oh, so that was... No play make Lex a dull boy. Mm, yes. So thank you, Eric, for, for writing into us on that one. Uh, I thought it was... Uh, t- uh, at Tyler Resnick uh, said uh, that when Lex gave the Red Daughter the Chaco cookies, uh, Lex used cookies to further the cause of evil. He truly is a monster. 
Mm-hmm. 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 I'm sorry, mm-hmm. can you say that one more time? I was still looking at Hamilton lyrics, but I found it. Number eight, your last chance to negotiate. Send your second oh. see if they can set the record straight. Alexander oh, Aaron okay. Burr. Sir. Yeah, see, I got it. I'm good now. Okay, so it's the right. countdown. I'm, the, yeah, it's ten, ten dual, dual commandments. commandments. I'm listening now. You can continue. Ten dual commandments. You're not, though. Number one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was funny Tyler said that Lex used cookies to further the cause of evil. He truly is a monster. <laughs> He's a cookie monster. <laughs> He's a <"Aah>, cookie monster. <laughs> <laughs> cookie monster wants chocos. Um, yep, 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 pew, pew. So, yes, uh, you had your own choco moment uh I did. I, today, I, had, or, I yeah. had an Oreo today in honor of, because I was watching the episode twice, um, nice. because you know because it's Lex Luthor episode so I gotta go ham uh, Ilton I guess so I um, so yeah I had an Oreo and like I was eating I was in my hand and then he gave her a bag of Chacos and I was like ah perfect timing I'm so good that's funny mm-hmm. that's that's too perfect I'm actually gonna put a link to that tweet in the show notes because that's that's kind of funny um, I think that's it for the mailbag. Thank you so much for writing into us. Mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com and tweeting at us at TV Supergirl. We really appreciate it. We love you guys so much for doing all of that, and we cannot thank you enough for being a part of the show. If you want to be part of the show, please send us your own thoughts. Uh, email mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com or tweet us at TV Supergirl. Uh, before we move into the bulk of the episode, let's say a quick thanks to our friends over at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio who make this show and all of our shows possible uh, because uh, for as little as a buck a month, uh, you can be the one who makes it possible. You, you can uh, get all kinds of bonus content like our cut for time segments and our supergirl tv talk first reactions that get published within a few minutes of uh, a new episode you can uh of course get our early access to episodes of beer with geeks and academy rewind and a few other shows as well uh and of course early previews of upcoming podcasts uh new shows that we're trying out that kind of thing so all sorts of fun goodies just for our Patreon subscribers, our supporters, for as little as a dollar a month. That's a quarter per, per episode. If you can, if you wouldn't miss a quarter a week, consider heading on over to patreon.com slash thought bubble audio and uh, getting some of those some of those goodies and being becoming our, our boss, kind of. Uh, so thanks very much to everyone who supports us. Uh, we truly, truly appreciate you and we love you. So thank you. I moderately like you. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, Tim tolerates you. I, res- I love. I don't you. love is useless. I respect you. Ah, <laughs> nice. Good poll. Good poll. <laughs> All right. Uh, where would you like to begin this journey today, my friend? The title: Supergirl, episode four sixteen, the House of L. Just the L, not the E L. Hilarious. I love it. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, the house of Linda Lee. The ho- There's so many different ones. Ah, yeah. Um, we'll appearing there. on March 24th, 2019, directed by Ben Hernandez Bray and Carl Seaton, written by Eric Carrasco and Dana Horgan. Now, Frank, we did yes. we did the mailbag, and we have three sections, yes. as you always know. What well, we have yes. four. We have Trailer TV Talk, Professor Comics Corner, uh, Storytime Village, and that was a good bit. And Frank, we normally do them in a particular order. I'm going way out of order, Frank. 
way. If you out. tell me we're doing trailer first, I'm gonna. I'm I am gonna not. Punch we're you. not doing trailer TV talk first. No, I am not a. I am not a monster. I am not a. What do you think this is? Slaughterhouse Five with your hey. non-linear storytelling. We can't have that, Frank. No, 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 not at all. This is. We're gonna. Do, I want to do Professor Comics Corner first, actually. Okay. Because I think Professor Comics Corner is going to slide a little bit into good bits. Cool. And so let's get the the true comic-y stuff out of the way. Cool. And then we are going to uh and then we'll get into the we'll get into the rest. So Frank, let's start off right off. The episode pretty much picks up pretty quickly after the end of the first one. We're like, nice to meet you, Supergirl, you know, and all that. And we see Lex jumping out of the helicopter like a boss, like Adam West jumping down to get the shark or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and his watch, his smart watch, lights up green and purple, which is the best because those are the Lex Luthor colors. Those are his colors. Those are his colors. But I, this is my Professor Comics Corner. I want to talk about this for a second. So in traditional comics... If you think about, if you think about um, uh, superheroes that were created in the 30s and 40s and all the way up into the 60s, I'm going to name you some colors and you're name me some. I'm going to give you some heroes. You tell me what colors they wear. Okay, mm. um, Superman, red, blue, yellow, Wonder Woman, red, white, blue, Daredevil, yellow. red, the Fantastic Four, blue and white, Spider Man. Red, white, blue, black, some combination thereof. Right. It's They're all pretty much within the same vein of one. Primary color. colors. Right. Primary yeah. colors. Those colors, right? right? Uh, right. And so I'm going to name you some villains now, and you're going to tell me okay. what colors they wear. Lex okay. Luthor. <laughs> Green or purple? Green Goblin. Green. And, and purple. And purple. <laughs> and purple, yeah. Doctor Doom. Uh. Green, well, green, and, yeah, and green Mattel. He wears green. He wears green. Cra- now, okay, so yeah. now I could keep going, but I'm yeah. not calling you. So, yeah, my, yeah, all right, no, but I'm seeing it now. I'm, I, yeah, I never thought it was green as a villain. Yeah, color, so, but it is. so comics tradition because you only had so many colors on the spectrum to work with because of the color printing yeah. that you your heroes were colored in blues, blues, reds, yellows, and whites. With some except with some exceptions, you throw in some grays or whatever. You know, like. Batman was blue and gray and you know yellow and whatever else. So then if you and then if so if you look at villains, the majority of the villains were colored in green and purple because those were the other colors available. So, mm. so tons and t- Loki is another one colored in green. Oh um, sure. Yep. Yeah. You know original Hulk was gray but then he turned green because he, he was green. he was right. the enemy of the military and it just goes and goes and goes and goes like this over and over and over again. Thor's another one he wears Black, blue, and red. If in the original, mm-hmm. right? In original, right. Iron Man wears yellow and red. Yellow Cap- and red. Captain America, red, white, and blue. Red, Obviously, white, and blue. Bucky wears white and blue. Uh, even Red Skull wore green jumpsuit. Like, yeah, it, that's right. Yeah, know, yeah, Baron Zemo is purple. You know, right. it just goes right, like right. this, and it's just forever. So for Lex, it's Lex's huh. colors are purple and green, but they're really all of Villandom's colors. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's uh, that is really cool. That is, is my really cool. wicked Professor Comics corner. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's a that's a good one. That, that is that is a good one. It's wicked, wicked Professor Comics corner. Anyway, so we then are treated immediately then to Lex wearing the Lexo armor. Ah. 
Ah, ah me, I was very, yeah. very sensory overloaded in that moment. I was like, there's a lot happening. They just met. He's already wearing the suit. There is there is so much going on. They, he's wearing the suit. He's firing his lasers and stuff. And then he's freaking, they're at the Daily Planet. I was like, what? This is happening? Like, I knew that was going to happen, actually, because I read it. But still, I was so freaking excited. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like, it was too, too good to be true it was amazingly good to be true like amazingly good and so i because was we've seen the lex armor a couple times we saw it all the way back in season two with cadmus remember it was in like because they were in yep. lex's lab at one point and we we're like there it is there's the armor and then lillian wears it at one point and he has the it is the mask right yep yep and so we're like oh there it is again I, I was it the same? Was it the same armor as we had seen in those in those it's instances? The same. It's the go, same. It's, I think is it's it the same? same well, okay. the the one in Lex's lab was not CG. It was a it was a full piece. Yeah, practical. It yeah, was a practical yeah. piece. But this one, I think, was the same. It was the the same CG as the one that Lily. Same design. Wears. Yeah, same design. Because yeah. he wears the he wears the helmet when he's first flying with her, and then he like she hits him and it and it falls it falls off him. Uh, and then he yep. grabs the Daily Planet and he smashes. So you figure so, uh, so because like they had to have been in Metropolis already in the first place because they were at Luther Mansion, and you know Lex's mansion is not in National City; it's in Metropolis. So it makes sense for them to be in Metropolis and then fighting at the Daily Planet, which was so cool. But I want to say so people who don't know why we're freaking out so much. Lex Luthor's original war suit was introduced in Action Comics five fifty four nineteen eighty three. It was part of the original continuity uh, of DC Comics, and then Crisis on Infinite Earths happened and whatever else. And then, just a few years later, it made its reintroduction in Man of Steel number 5 in 1986. So it's been a, a part of Lex's character for a long time to have this basically this Iron Man suit of armor that sometimes is his own design, sometimes it's Kryptonian tech that he takes and reorganizes and whatever. But I've been waiting pretty much my whole life to see Lex Luthor in his Kryptonian or his Lexo armor. And I finally saw it twice. And I was a little, it was cool to see it in the first scene. And then when he, and when he got hit, I was like, oh, that was it. Well, okay, you know what? But I still get Lex Luthor. And then he shows up again and it's got a, like a, a full, it's a full shot. Like not even like an American shot or a medium shot. It is a head to foot full shot. There he is, all its glory. I took a million screenshots, even though it's the same image, and I just stared at it for a long time. Beautiful, because like, it's beautiful, so beautiful. Just it is a a comic book fan's dream. You no, know what I think, what I think also just makes it beautiful is that I, I totally, I'm totally in on John Cryer's Lex Luthor. Oh, so in, Not, so in. like I was so in last episode, and now that I'm too like I'm I'm in these times like no, this is it. He's just the man. He's perfect. He's just he's so good at it. So like now. You see Lex's head in the suit. I'm like, that's Lex Luthor's head in the suit. It's not like, oh, that's Gene Hackman, ha, 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 or, you know, anything like that. That's Lex Luthor. You're so right about that. You're, I could not agree more, like, how, how much uh, I was won over so quickly. And, and now I just see I just see Lex like I don't even see John Cryer. Like, like I, I really expected to be taken out of it and be like, but that's the funny guy. It, I'm to, I'm totally buying it. This mm -hmm. is a, this is one of those classic cases of like a comedic actor who, or at least I know him as a comedic actor. I think many people think of him as one because of Two and a Half Men. Mm -hmm. and he finally has money. It's and, so exciting. 
And yeah. I know. I, yeah, right. But like, I, I think of him as a comedic actor. And, and so to see him do drama, I'm like, dude, you, you can. It's like the first time I saw Jim Carrey do drama. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dude can act. All right. I'm in. Like, yeah. And that's, that's how I feel. It's like eternal sunshine. It's like, oh, psh, damn. All right. Cool. Yeah, although I would argue that tr- I would argue that Truman Show is is Jim Carrey's real first like foray into a more fair. Tr- uh, Eternal Sunshine was the first, but I saw first, oh, sure. so that that's for me. Well, but but yeah, fair. What I've always heard is, and I I would tend to agree with that. Every actor can do drama, but only a certain type can do comedy, and so it's like so for because it's all about timing. Comedy is timing, and so, and sometimes drama isn't in a or it's in a very different way. It's different, and yeah. it's different, and so to be able to to go back and forth between those two is a, is a very talented person. And so I'm excited. You know who else is talented is writer Grant Morrison. Cause he wrote the line Superman made me do it in all-star Superman to which Lex reiterates in this episode where Superman made me do it. It's great. Yeah. And the delivery was great. It was clutch. Speaking of the delivery, the delivery of the death of the jury, the judge and the prosecutors in his trial where he's like, let's make it 32, 31 counts. Let's make it 32. That was so, so, like, peak Lex Luthor. It was, and I'm going to say homage or twist or betterment on the hearing in Batman v Superman, because mm-hmm. instead of, like, I pissed in this jar, we we got... And then I bombed the and place. And then I bombed the place. I got this more diabolical Lex Luthor. Yeah. It's just, like... Oh, like let's just make it thirty-two. Like, oh, it's so good. Like he does not give a flying, you know what? He doesn't a flying Kryptonian, a flying flurkin, a flying flurkin, a flying flurkin. Which is why he ends up on Strikers Island, Frank, which is the prison that all of Superman's, which now some of Supergirls, um, you know, their, you know, Rogues Gallery go to first spring yes. Superman yes. Volume Two Number Nine in September nineteen eighty seven. Strikers is like everyone knows Arkham Asylum from Batman, you know, and Strikers mm-hmm. Island mm-hmm. is the equivalent. It is, and so or Blackgate or anything like that. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Blackgate. Yeah, yeah. Lex's jail holo- holograph image is a homage to Superman Two because in Superman Two, when Lex escapes from prison, is the holograph and he's playing chess with Otis. Right. But in this one, as Lex leaves the prison, he checkmates three different three. chess games on his way out. It's like a double homage all the it way is. through because he's sitting like on the bed in the same position. He is like hunched over the board in Superman, too. It's so good. But also so those good. check those chess games like the checkmates that he did are real moves. That's not like it wasn't an arbitrary like knockover. I assumed, like, I, I don't play chess, but I, I assumed that they would do their... If they went so far to their homework and, and do uh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, I had to figure those real chess moves. That's good. That's a, it's, a good uh, it's a good point, Frank. Uh, Black Kryptonite, because uh, they talked about it a little bit before, but we'll reiterate. The Harunel. Its first appearance yes. was on what, Frank? Uh, was it a little little, uh, a little show? show that ran for like ten years? Yeah, yeah, uh, t- called Smallville. Nope, Tiny Town. You were so close. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your favorite show? What's your favorite show? Tiny Town. Very good. All right, Tiny Town. It's where the tunes so, are. It's Smallville. Hmm. It first premiered on Smallville. And then it eventually made its way into the comics. But this is my this is my fun, cool thing. When it appeared in the comics, 
it's what separated Doomsday from Davis Bloom, who was yes. played by Sam Witwer, otherwise known as on this show, Agent Liberty. Agent Liberty. It's yes. all coming together. Yes. Um, yes. Also, the split personality Supergirl, like Black Kryptonite split Supergirl, is a um, was in a Supergirl comic by Jeff Loeb and Ian Churchill. Um, it was the, um, I can't remember what issues it was, but the Supergirl was literally split into good Supergirl, bad Supergirl. And frankly, right on. I actually have that comic. Maybe part of a giveaway. We could talk mm. about it later. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Anyway, that'll be coming up. Um, Red Daughter's alias in the bar, as I saw you t- tweeted, uh, tweeted this out, Linda Lee, original alias for Supergirl from 1959 to the 1970s, when then she became Linda Lee Danvers. Fun fact. Uh, it yep. wasn't until many years later that she became Cara Danvers. Yeah, that wasn't until the until she so so Linda Lee becomes Linda Lee Danvers. She dies in Crisis on Infinite mm-hmm. Earth. Spoilers from nineteen eighty five comic books, and then when they rebooted everything and she came back in two thousand and six, two thousand sure, two thousand three, three. That sounds more right. Six yeah, seems, six is very late because she yeah, came right. back because two thousand five was Infinite Crisis, and so she, she came, came back before, before Infinite that. Crisis. Yeah. You're right. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, so she came back as Kara Kara Zorel, Kara Danvers mm-hmm. in uh, in two thousand three or thereabouts. Say, but yeah, she was Linda Lee Danvers. So but so she so Red Daughter wears a brown wig like like you know Linda Lee used to wear to cover her blonde right. hair for her identity. But also, Frank, this idea of Supergirl splitting. And being her own thing, Black Kryptonite, blah blah blah. It's also Matrix, right? Yes. Okay. So that's what I thought too, and especially the way that Lex was being very protective of her mm-hmm. um, was very reminiscent of Matrix uh, uh, Super Matrix Supergirl. Uh, Matrix Supergirl. This is where it gets a little bit complicated for folks who are maybe not big aficionados of the comics. But there was this character called Matrix in the late eighties, early nineties that was a shapeshifter alien and it chose matrix chose to take the form of linda lee danvers linda lee danvers basically yeah like a a young woman who was called supergirl but this was distinct from the supergirl the the, the supergirl that we know the cars rl supergirl was not in comics at this time there was no supergirl so this was the supergirl of the era and Matrix was a discovery and an employee, basically, of of Lex. Actually, was in a relationship with Lex, mm-hmm. um, and and he was sort of manipulating Matrix to be his his like personal superhero, uh, and and fooled her into thinking that he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. It's basically and this was his... all going on at the same time as the yes, this is basically what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, manipulated to think like you need me, I'm you know depend on me, I'm I'm the good guy, and we're fighting the bad guys. Um, and it's all during the death of Superman era. Uh, this is all going down. It's so, yeah, yeah. That's so. I'm there's like so much going on here. So much. Um, Eve punching out a sailor and firing a missile. Homage to Superman the movie. Of course, yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. I didn't even think. I didn't really piece that together. Yeah. But absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Miss Tessmacher with the missiles. Amer- the company Ameritech is a fictional corporation mm. within the DC Comics universe, first premiered in Steel, number one, 1994, empl- huh. um, empl- original employer of John Henry Irons, who becomes the yeah. hero. Steel also appeared in the the Arrowverse, the CW superheroverse. It was on Arrow and Flash, and also was in the video game Arkham Knight. Um, mm, so Maritech okay. has a proud but sordid history in DC Comics. And, and this is my last one, the Radiation Chamber, where Lex is like, 
I have to give myself cancer. And he's like, well, that's not what I was going to say, but all right, let's do that. Yeah. Him going into the chamber, total Dr. Manhattan vibes. Oh, I went. Okay. I was thinking about uh, uh, Superman 2 when they go into the fortress and they have like the booth that's supposed to depower Superman, but instead it depowers all the Kryptonians. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. And I then, thought about that. But he tosses yeah. a cellophane S. What a great movie right. that is. Anyway. <laughs> Um, that's good too. I yeah, I felt Doctor. It was because he was standing there, and then there was the screaming that was so horrifying. And yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it. And was. he was bald. And, yeah. yeah, and we made it right. And he was bald. And we made Ozymandias reference, you know, last week, last and week. so it makes sense yeah. to make a Doctor Manhattan reference this week. And next week he's going to put over. He's going to put a mask over himself and be in, you know, writing a diary to be, <laughs> to be a Rorschach <laughs> reference. I don't know. So anyway, that's all Professor Comics Corner, Frank. I, there was a, see why I watched you that first. There was a lot. There, there was a lot. So, I'm glad we did that. Right. And I didn't want to be like, oh, it's a good bit, you know, because, you know, we were going to get there. So let's go to good bits. Loved the beginning, of course, like the whole fight. And we talked about that with the at the um, the Daily Planet. And I liked his like, I have powers. <laughs> and I know that was a good. Bit. How do you think I did it? I'm Lex Luthor. That's because uh, you are uh, Lex you Luthor. are you're Lex Luthor you smashed Magnificent. the globe Magnificent the world is hitting back it's amazing Magnificent son of a bee he is James has uh. 16 scars from the torture by Lex Luthor that yeah is, that was new that is that's why James only wears long sleeve shirts long sleeves <laughs> oh my god good callback mm-hmm. yeah yeah sure that's it that's why it's, that's why that's why plus That's plus Lex leaving to my way by Frank Sinatra that got me in the feels mm-hmm. man that was amazing they have been using these last two episodes in a row they have or three even they've done some amazing usage of like popular music and mm-hmm. oh Frank man. Frank Sinatra's not cheap for you know for rights that no. I cannot imagine in my way especially and yeah. so wow yeah just Oh, it was him walking out of that courtroom in slow mo with that song playing. Come on, mm-hmm. oh, come on! So good. Oh. feels so good. I got to give props to all the actors for all the Russian. Oh yeah, so much Russian. There was a lot of Russian man. Then yeah. that was that's not they. That's hard. Russian is not a language that you can just you know just be like, oh, I'll put on an accent, you know, and yeah, you, that's. That's real commitment. I, I was very impressed. I was very, very impressed. Um, I like this time the planet hits back. Oh, yes. Very good. Because it does get it because he throws it. Does. It because it's good. It's hitting boom, boom, boom. Because he's a human. Hey. All right, got it. I like very much the Red Daughter and Lex Luthor themes that they have crafted yes. for the show. They're very cool. I, I'm always listening for the music the music cues, the motifs that they, they give certain characters and, and Lex Luthor's especially is, is pretty spectacular. Um, also spectacular, the new, the Kaznian new title logo, the red daughter logo. So cool. The hammer and sickle and all that. Yeah. It's more, it's not really a sickle in the same way. It's a different design because it goes around in a full circle with the hammer in the middle. If you look at it, that's how I am going to look at it. Oh, you're right; it is different. It's not a sickle. It's not a sickle. It's a. I just took for you know I didn't look that carefully. You're right; it's a circle. It's a slightly hammer and circle. Hammer and circle, but the hammer and sickle exists on their hats and like all this yes. stuff. So yes, yes. I'm not. I wonder why they went in that direction. I'm not. I'm. Hmm. 
I would like to know. I think it looks great. That suit, the uniform she she wears at the end is like mouth watering. It's just super cool. It's so well done. Also, I've said this before, but her tracksuit, Red Daughter's tracksuit, looks great. Like the it's like a weird design, like the black and the red piping, and I just like it's it's very eye catching. It is. It's very um it's very clean lines and everything. So it looks really nice. But I like that it's clearly modeled after like it's the same colors as like the red mm-hmm. sun suit, right? Yep. So like even, I, I didn't think we would get a legit red daughter suit. Me either. Necessarily. So I was like, oh, this is the the hat tip, the homage to that to that color palette. It's just they're doing more of a modern, you know, it's a tracksuit type of thing. Fine, whatever. Yeah. Like a workout outfit, right? Um but but yeah, then they went for it. Then they went for it with the actual actual suit at the end, which blew my mind. Yeah, love that. Um, I loved Kara's furry hat. Yeah, you love the hat, um, or you love Red love Daughter's hat, hat, not Kara's. She's not. You're Kara. right. You're right. Uh, yes, I loved Red Daughter's furry hat. Uh, and you're right. The furry hat does. I'm looking at it right now. It does have a hammer and sickle on it. Mm-hmm. Um, not the circle. So I, I wonder. I wonder why that. I wonder why. Uh, but that's that was cool. It's, that was really really cool. Good. I like the exchange. Miss Tessmacher, you can call me Eve. Miss Tessmacher. Miss Tessmacher, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. We're not gonna. Be, we're not gonna. We're not on a first name basis. I'm Mr. Luther. Yes. You're Miss Tessmacher because that's the way that it was written in 1978, and that's how we're gonna keep it. And that's how we're gonna keep rolling with it. I li- yeah, I li- yeah. But yeah. It, but it worked in their relationship. Um, it did. It did. It worked for them, and 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 they did a good job with that. I also liked another thing that Lex insisted on um, when he was made aware that red daughter was there he referred to her as an it on the phone with the Kaznian general mm-hmm. he kept saying it how is it doing what's it up you know like that he, he, he the pronoun he used was it even when the Kaznian general was saying her mm. so lex is very like in his to his core believes that aliens are not a not a person not a person like they don't get a they don't get a gendered pronoun they're they're an it wow that's good. That's good. I mean, not only that, but I mean, like, if it's an exact copy, he doesn't know where that comes from in the first place. So it's not even an alien to him. It's like less than that. It's it's le- that's right. It's like a generation removed from alien. Yeah. It's a clone of an alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 um, children's book, the Red Daughter Reads, is the runaway dinosaur from Kevin Smith's episode of The Flash. Oh, that's such a fun callback. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the um, I think the Runaway Dinosaur is the name of that episode. It was the first Kevin Smith directed Flash episode where they he's like stuck yep. in the Speed Force and and blah yep. blah blah. I love that he's his mom and all that exactly. And I love that yeah. it's filled with propaganda. Like she reads it and it's like obey. <laughs> and like, you know, you know those words you teach kids in, in books about dinosaurs. But I I I didn't recognize the book at first. I thought it they gave her a dinosaur book because Melissa Benoist when she was a kid wanted to be a paleontologist. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, "Oh, she loves dinosaurs. Remember they had that dinosaur cake for her that one time and all that stuff." So I was like, "Oh, she's yeah. going to look at the book about dinosaurs. That's funny." And then, "No, it's double. I love it." Um that's awesome. I missed that one. That's a that is a good bit. Yeah. The I, I like the way bit. the the episode did the new like you know like it tied the events of previous seasons like or you know from the event of last season all the way up through when we've seen Red Daughter in different elements like you know kryptonite in the sky and you know all the in the background president Marston is you know stepping down blah 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 all that stuff is real 
I I enjoy that very much. This was to me reminded me. I said last in last week's episode, this to me was going to be and was like the Kingpin episode of Daredevil season two, where it's like season eight. This is where Kingpin was the whole time. This is Wilson Fisk episode. That's what yeah. that's what this feels like to me. And it's, yeah, to it, it's a bit like that. A bit like the the Lockwood episode we got earlier this mm-hmm. season, where it's giving his whole backstory. It reminded me of that very much. Yeah, it's that same model of it's mm-hmm. the same model of here are the events that were tying into this character's journey. It's good. I like it. It's a good model. Do this forever. I mm. red daughter's copy of Gatsby is the same one that Lex was reading in the previous episode. It's the same exact mm-hmm. copy. Mm-hmm. And I, so we know, and so John Cryer tweeted at me last week to, you know, to say like, Oh, I think it was the, I think it was the great Gatsby that Lex was reading. And I was like, that bugger, he knew because this book was in the episode. It's significant. It's significant. And he had thoughts about it, too. Mm-hmm. But so what's the thing? So he gives it to her to read, right? Months and months ago. But when we see him just a few days ago, like ago, basically, like yesterday, he's reading that book. So not only does he tell her to reread it because it's about, you know, it's about vapid, you know, it's about vapid selfish people and all this stuff but now he's rereading it so is he reading it to get her point of view because she says oh the language is beautiful it's this and all this stuff and at that point he's dying he has cancer he, like he's given himself cancer and so he's like maybe i should see what beautiful people are like or something like that i'm not sure but there's there's something about him re- reading the book after telling her to read it again you know, like yeah, that's interesting. Back. I didn't, I didn't think that through, but I like that. I like where you're going with that. I think you're onto something. Yeah, uh, there's something there. Um, yeah, Lex, for sure. Yeah, Lex learned to play chess from Anatoly Karpov, which was he was the Russian chess grandmaster and former world champion from '75 to '85. That's pretty cool. That was good. That is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah, when he said he, I learned from a chess ma- like grandmaster, like he learned from the guy, ten year yeah, world champion. grandmaster. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he. Uh, oh, he was the guy that Gary Kasparov uh, defeated. Yes, that is correct. Ah, okay. Yes, you don't play chess, but you know about Gary Kasparov. Uh, definitely, I knew that and wasn't looking on Wikipedia right now to put it in the show notes. No, definitely not. I just knew that off the top of my head. You're so yeah. smart. I'm so. I am yep. so impressed with you. You're lucky to be. Yeah, you're lucky to know me. I'm so. I'm so impressed with you all the time. Yeah. Really, you should be. I'm genius. Um, Bobby Fischer also just lost the first game of the 1972 World Championship to Boris Spatsky, and so um, uh, they the game that um, Red Daughter and Lex are playing are the last moves of that game. How do you know that? Eric Carrasco tweeted it out. I'm looking. I'm uh, looking okay. at the tweet cool. right now. Cause cool. All right. I'm like, what? This is a very obscure thing to know. No, no, I, I also looked it up. <laughs> you just like recognize chess moves when you see them done in the right oh, order. Like what the hell? Oh no, you just oh just like you watch it, you take your notes, and then you go searching on the internet to make sure that your you know, your stuff is validated sure. and right, so you don't talk sure, out of yeah, your butt, yeah. so you don't get emails correcting you later. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it happens so rarely because we're rarely that wrong. Because I spend too much time of my work day on <laughs> Mondays making sure this is correct. Um. My favorite part of the episode, very, I mean, there were a lot of great bits, but Lex staring at the photo of Superman taken by James, the Pulitzer photo that, like, his face is magnificent. 
The contempt on that face. Oh my, it's so good. It's he's John Cryer is just so so good. It's so oh, it's so yeah, man. What a what a what a time. Do you have any more good bits? Because I'm out. Besides the love is valueless. I respect you, but I already said, I, I said oh, that. That's to, I said that one. to you already. You did. You did. Uh, there's another one that Eric Carrasco tweeted out, which again feels like I'm sort of cheating, but but it's so good that I have to share it. Uh, when the red daughter is walking towards the kryptonite, mm-hmm. the the green kryptonite reflected on her face, and she has like the the yes. green going mm-hmm. through her veins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eric Carrasco tweeted out how. That comes from her Gatsby fixation, and she's going towards the green light that she sees from a distance. Oh, my God. It's so good. Isn't that great? Isn't that so, so good? It's so good. I love it so much. The green light beating back against the way. Oh, it's so good. So I haven't taught Great Gatsby in a couple of years. I miss it. What a great book. Great book. What a great book. Mm. You must love Great Gatsby because you're from New York. I love Great Great Gatsby is set like ten miles from where I grew up in in the mansions. In the yeah yeah well <laughs> you're like yeah they're not there anymore but sure sure actually where where that's set yes there's probably still mansions yeah mm. Gold Coast the Gold Coast the Gold Coast Gold the Gold I'm a good Coast, teacher Frank I do my research you are clearly. you know your yeah. you know your stuff I'm the North Shore of Long Island and yes indeed why else would I know. <laughs> the yeah. geography of Long Island, of Long Island, New York. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, there's no good reason for you to know except that. Except when I'm, except when I'm teaching it. Anyway, let's get into Storytime Village. I have some three themes that I would like to cover today. Uh, I would like to talk about Lex the Conqueror. I would like to talk about the difference between education, men- mentoring, and manipulation. Ooh, okay. And those are, and then um, self discovery. You know, this idea of discovering yourself. Let's actually start with self-discovery because it all has to do with Red Daughter. And that that will bleed into this, you know, idea of manipulation. Red Daughter only knows the name Alex, right? And it's it's ironic because the real Alex doesn't remember Kara as Supergirl, but this Supergirl remembers Alex. It is. It is funny, isn't it? It's so funny. It's a fun. It's a funny thing. A funny, it's a fickle, funny world. So I like in this discovery, before they call Lex Luthor, the Cassians call Lex Luthor, Red Daughter uses her powers peacefully. Like, or she learns, she, she's at harmony with herself. And that's when she starts flying and hearing things. Oh, the snowbird, the this, like, listen to all the fun things. It's like Peter Pan's happy thoughts. Like, I ver- when she's floating in, the, in midair, I very much thought of um, Robin Williams and Hook when he's holding, I wanted to be a father, and he's holding the teddy bear. And you yeah. like, go through the memory, and he opens up, and he's, he's like, oh, I'm flying. I, you know, and, and that's that. But as soon as she hears the gunshot, the trouble it all goes haywire. She doesn't yeah. have control of herself in some ways like Kara. She is very much like Kara in that way. She has, it's, it's emotion. They talk about, talk about it later in the episode, but she, Kara is very emotion driven. Mm-hmm. And so, and red daughter needs to be logical. It's classic cold war. Like Americans are all emotion and we're in, you know, we're the cold war. Soviet union. Yeah. We are logical. We cold are this. calculating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's cold there. And so, and the war is cold. Indeed, indeed. Mm. Mm. Wow, what a time. Red Daughter hears trouble and races out to help. So in her core, using her powers for good, she is good. And and her self-discovery 
is halted because of manipulation. Mex, to go into the, the manipulation bit, Lex says right at the beginning, he says to Eve, um, I, I've taught the inmates chess. I like mentoring. Yeah, he does say that. He says he likes mentoring, but then, but in that same conversation, he, Lex says he's not. I'm not Manson, like you know, like I'm not Charles Manson. But he kind of is Charles Manson, kind of. But he doesn't want the. I mean, I don't know. Does he? Does he want the cult? Uh, you know, the, the yes, cult of- the world is his cult. Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah. They, he he's he's organizing a war behind the scenes mm-hmm. from prison, mind you, between Casnia and America, just to step in the middle and be like, "It's me, Lex Luthor. I saved the day. Worship me." But see, he wants the world. He wants to control the world. He wants to rule the world. He wants the world to worship him. I think that's a little bit different than being a cult leader. She, yes and no, but like, is it isn't just he he wants everybody drinking the Lex Aid. I guess, I guess, yeah. So it's yeah. not culty in the way that, like, Charles Manson, like, being Charles Manson, but Charles Manson is, like, a very charismatic, likable person. Sure, uh, yes. And, Lots of and, similarities, for sure. Yeah, and, and and yeah, and the, this Lex no Luthor is very charismatic and likable, and you, you kind of, like, you, you're drawn to him. You yes. Know, you just want, like, Eve is a great example of that. What's the what's the girl that was drawn to Manson? Uh, which one there's um, like yeah no there's a movie there's like six movies coming out oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um uh with uh oh yes i know exactly who you're talking yeah, about with margot was... ravi and there's one with yep. Corey duff coming out and yep there's sharon tate sharon tate thank you so much oh that was yes. gonna bother me that was really gonna bother me mm-hmm. but that's kind of what it's like that's kind of what the how they're playing the eve lex relationship you know, it's kind of like that because later, uh, Lex tells the um, minister—is it minister of peace to d- defense minister, the defense minister, I think defense? For, yeah, defense minister for for Kasnia. He says, "Operant conditioning is a specialty of mine. She'll hate who you want her to hate," and that's basically how he works with everybody. It's Otis, it's Eve, it's Mercy, and now it's now it's Red Daughter. It's B.F. Skinner's like rewards and punishment based on behavior right here have some chacos you know like have, have the you know it's um that's what he does he he manipulates you he tricks you into thinking that his way is the right way and and you it's so and that's why he hates superman so much because superman is just like he's too good he's not he just he's too good to fall for something like that that's true that's very true. I think that is a big a big uh, factor in why Lex hates Superman so much because he is so pure, and Lex is so not, and they are so fundamentally di- at least in this depiction it seems like mm-hmm. that's where they're different. You know, you could look at other depictions of them where they're the the kind the kinds of stories where you see them growing up together and that kind of stuff is a little different from motivation. This mm-hmm. seems to be more of the mm, more from like the Gene Hackman uh, uh, or just of, regular comics, you know, because. The like majority Lex, of the comics, uh, most, the majority Clark, of yeah, you could argue that like sometimes Lex and Clark know each other, but but he it's not to the level that Smallville kind no. of gave you that relationship, and Smallville, even then, yeah, Lex doesn't know Superman. Ma- Superman in the comics, maybe I would argue. Let's we'll get to it later. I would argue he does in this universe. I'm going to argue he does. Oh, okay, we'll get there then. I guess. Okay. All right. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay, maybe I know why. Yeah, okay. I think. Yeah, you know why. So. So, like, Lex keeps tabs on him. He knows that Cat Grant needs a new assistant because he... Oh, so we can talk about it right now. So, 
Lex knows that Cat Grant needs a new assistant because he keeps tabs on Kara via James. Mm-hmm. Right? Kara was Cat's assistant. Mm-hmm. So for him so for him to know that Cat needs a new assistant means that he has tabs on Kara, which means that when he walks into her apartment and says, This is Kara Danvers, this is Supergirl's apartment. Right. He to for him to know that Kara is Supergirl, I don't think it's a hop skip and a jump for him away to know that Clark is Superman. Does Lex ever know that Clark is Superman though? I don't. Well, I mean, I don't think there's press. Well, yes, kind of. Technically, if you look at Batman v Superman, he certainly does. Yeah, I guess that's true. But prior yeah. to that, prior to sometimes that, he like does. It, sometimes he sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, I, often not though. More often not. So it, it's, it's 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 mostly in comics he doesn't. Mostly in comics he doesn't. Right. Um, I think he does. And, he doesn't. He doesn't. Lois and Clark, the New Adventures of Superman. I'm pretty sure uh, he knows. Yeah, I think eventually he does. I think he might be I right about he, that. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lex, Lex, Lex Luthor will not be held in a cage. Mm-hmm. John Shea was a great Lex Luthor. He was. It, he was. He was really good. He might be my second favorite. Actually, mm. it's pretty close. He just wasn't a scientist. He wasn't manipulative. No, the same it was a different. It was a different era. We and, talked about it last week. It's a, it was a different time, different era. Different yeah. things were considered scary. Yeah, eighty minutes of eighty minutes of John Cryer though. He sold me. Oh yeah, it's good. Me too. I mean, he sold me at forty, but really. No. Yeah. Yeah. The more I anyway. see, the more I'm sold. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the Kazian army is manipulating. They're educating Red Daughter, but they're also, but they're really manipulating her. It's all propaganda. You know, you open up a kid's book and it's like, obey. Yeah. You know, orders, obey, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, good words. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thumbs up, everyone. Good job. Yeah. It's cold yeah. here. This yeah, yeah. it's cold. This give me that furry hat. Now I'm less cold. Exactly, exactly. So Lex tricks Red Daughter into quote unquote mentoring through the Kaznian army, he, and he rewards her at first with books. Right? You know, like this is, you know. But if you but if you look at the books, that if you look at the books he gives her, it's. The Great Gatsby, Five Fitzgerald, it's Residence on Earth by Neruda, The Sixth Extinction, Thus Spoke Zarathustra, The Wind's Twelve Quarters, Their Eyes Were Watching God, Pale Blue Dot by Sagan, Structure of Scientific Revolutions, Decline and, Wall, Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, which is very, if you want to talk propaganda, you know, like, decline, like what is America but the new Roman Empire, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Contribution of the Critique of Political Economy by Karl Marx, Book of the Five Rings, go to lecture Bach course of general linguistics. It's like all this. It's like, it's, it's all, Hey, social structures are bad. Yes. Yeah. That's all. It's social structures are bad. There's the sixth extinction is a pretty recent book. And it's, it's that right. It's got a red cover and it's got the mammoth skeleton on it. Um, I have it. If you want to borrow it, it's good. Cause you know, I guess I like reading material. So anyway, anyway, I guess you like propaganda. I guess I do. But, you know, like, it all points to, hey, social structures are bad, and money is bad, and people are bad, and life can be beautiful, but not with any of these structures, and it's an extinction is coming. Mm-hmm. And all of that ties to what Lex says in all, in throughout the entire episode. Yeah, it's very consistent. Like, they, they clearly chose, you know, every single book very carefully. Uh, for the purpose of building out, you know, who this character is and who who this version of Lex is and what his motivations are. And they did a really good job of very strategically, very specifically 
picking these books. Honestly, they did. They could have done less. Like they they did not have to work this hard. They didn't have to pick like ten or fifteen books, however many this is, um, that all point in those directions. They could have just shown us one. They could have just shown us, uh, uh, like like really any any one of these, like pale blue dot or whatever, like and 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 made a point. Had a had a piece of uh, piece of dialogue that that explained it, and that would have what been enough for most other shows but they had supergirl reading all of these books that Lex they had red daughter they had red daughter reading they had red da- i keep saying supergirl but you're you know very I mean. bad at the end no i don't yeah. know who you mean yeah you do know who i mean though uh um, supergirl actually shows up at the end of the episode i was like "Ooh, that's weird <laughs> yes <laughs> they had red daughter read all these books care of lex um for the purpose of he's indoctrinating her into this into this worldview and it tells you a lot about him well, it does. So if you go to his worldview, the idea of like the conqueror to take a break from her for a second, you know, this, the, you know, Lex has superpowers, right? He is the, the superpowered conqueror, the 21st century conqueror of the comic book universe. And he tells, as Lena says in his trial, that they are burdened with excellence. I'm burdened with glorious purpose. Yes. Very it's very Loki. Of that's where I was going to go. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's right. Burdened with glorious purpose and burdened with excellence. And it's the two of them against the world. Mm-hmm. And that Lex didn't want partners. He wanted from Superman a pet Kryptonian and a sycophant from Lena. And, and so, he got the pet Kryptonian in the Red Daughter here. Like that's yes, that's he, the dream yeah, he's he chasing did. here. And he, did he get... the? Did he get the sycophant from from other from other people? Do you think from Eve? Right, exactly. She'll do whatever he wants. Right, he got it. Right, he got it. So Lex is Lex is sees himself as protecting humanity from quote an extinction level event. There's a before Superman and an after Superman, which is actually I've never you don't really think about, you know, sometimes you you hear it and, you know, in con or you read it in comics or whatever. But like for us to be like the world has changed when he showed up. It's a before it's it's no longer B.C. and A.D. It's not before Christ and not as Domine. It's 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 B.S. and in A.S. You know, yeah. it's before Superman and after Superman. The world's a, a different place. Fundamentally, it's a very, it's a, very, it's a before the Battle of Yavin and after the Battle of Yavin. That's right. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. right an extinction level event. So for him to then hand Red Daughter like here's the sixth extinction. Social things are bad. Like blah blah blah. It's not even Kaznian. Like it's not even almost. It's like his philosophy. It's not Kaznian philosophy. Like she'll hate who you want her to, but he also kind of believes these things because he te- like he tells. Lex tells her later she's like oh you have money you must like in the way that you come and go and he's like yes I have money because like I have money because it's their world right like I I need her like I need it to do the things that I do because he takes her to he takes her to America to show her the like the decadence of America, the underside of American society says you need to experience Babylon, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which is telling because Alexander the great died. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's a debt. That's his death metaphor. He has, Lex has a couple of them. He said, he says like, I have one lifetime. You are, you are eternal. You're immortal. You're forever. I think he says, and so, but he says, you know, Alexander died in Babylon. He died at Babylon. He talks about he talks about himself. He's he's King Philip, but King Philip was assassinated. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. If, and if she's Alexander the Great, then she dies in Babylon, 
and he gets like I told you I think he's gonna die I think I told you this last episode so yeah I you know that's you did say that last week and I was skeptical of it at the time but you're drawing these parallels that actually make that much more likely than I thought um I'll be so, really bummed I, I think now I'm seeing that they're maybe foreshadowing it and so like you know uh, kudos to them for that but I'll be really bummed if he dies I really want more of him but me too me too but he's i think he might go out in a blaze of glory mm, like mm-hmm. or in his version of a blaze of glory sure anyway sure um so we'll come back we'll come back to less we're uh hopping around sure a bit. Oh, the episode wait. itself kind of hopped around in terms of the timeline where it was nine months ago and then it was more recent it was a little further back and then it was recent again and kind of it kind of mm-hmm. went back and forth a Told little not, not quite slaughterhouse five but you know it's basically non-linear it's non-linear storytelling though maybe it, it it's was. a little it's not Rashomon because it's not different points of view from different characters. Well, mm-hmm. maybe it's kind of Rashomon. Now I'm, you know, Rash, you know Rashomon, yeah, yeah, Rashomon you know? storytelling, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, it's all, it's not really two di- multiple different points of views. It's the same thing, though. It's not so, really. It's just nonlinear. Anyway, so we talked about the gas we the gatsby already but red daughter finds beauty in gatsby and lex takes it is like these are vapid prolific fools and money is always acquired at somebody else's expense money is their weapon he's teaching her socialism right yes you know, absolutely because then when she goes into Kara's apartment he's like okay what do you see and she's like she likes comfort she's undisciplined all of this food is for her it's classic cold war mentality and honestly if you look at her apartment and like we've had several seasons several seasons of that apartment going wow that's so nice look at that apartment like wouldn't that be nice to have she walks in for two minutes i'm like wow wow that is a lot yeah car get yourself together you know like people don't have this like what are you doing and why do you have all those reporter's salary and on a reporter's salary why do you have all those peppers <laughs> in your fridge cara like there's so many peppers in there for a girl who loves pizza and pot stickers so much her fridge was full of veggies i know well she's a lot of calories you know she's gotta it's, it's true it's true keep, uh, she fights yeah. a lot um <laughs> oh my goodness so much anyway blah, blah 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 socialism so and then so lexi you know is full of lies about her origin you know so he said you know he says like oh you're from krypton you're the last daughter of krypton and that girl that looks like you is like simply put your sister Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, "Well, you're not wrong. No. You're not li- this is probably one of the more truthful things you've said to her." Honestly, yeah. But I liked that shot. You tweeted it out of the S crest in Red Daughter's eye, but Such. it's a re- it's a reversed S. It's not straight on, you know, because it's a yeah, it's, it's a reflection. reflection. So yeah, like, yeah. but so then, ca- so like, Red Daughter is the reflection of the the super crest. It's you know, it's good stuff. Yeah, real good stuff. And so. But then, like, the Supergirl Red Daughter fabricated relationship mirrors that of Lex and Lena's relationship, you know, where, you know, is Lena usurping what is rightfully Lex's in his mind, whereas he's teaching Red Daughter that Supergirl is kind of usurping what is rightfully hers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, he need Lex needs Red Daughter to succeed because he's made it personal for himself even yes. if he maybe even wasn't if he wasn't trying to in the first place he he made it personal for himself yes yes now now it's personal maybe maybe it didn't start off that way but it's it's become that way that's right i liked when he took off his wig in car's apartment he's like i'm lex luther i don't need a wig in this apartment it's he can it's do horrible, what he wants it's a horrible wig 
It was not a good pick. Yeah, it wasn't we meant only to be need a good f- We only need five. <laughs> uh, that was worse. <laughs> the wig. Superman Returns wig. Anyway, uh, what's your favorite Lex wig? Mine is the one from, mine is the Gene Hackman one that has the little white streaks on the side. Oh, yes, in, the, in his, uh, like in his study. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That's, an, that's a good one, actually. I don't think of that one very often. I was thinking of the one that he takes off uh, when he and Otis get dropped Lex off in prison. Luther. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking I like of that, that one. That's a good yeah. one, too. Greatest criminal mind of our time. It's, it's a dumb line, but I love it. It, it is. It works. It does. It does. So the self-discovery thing, Red Daughter reads Carr's journal, which sways her away from propaganda, teaches her real education in some way, because now it's life experience. Lex did it to himself. He went from propaganda teaching to like actual education where he's like, he walks around her apartment. What do you see? Tell me what you see. This is yes. on-site learning. This is critical thinking skills right here, people. And and then so she then goes to discover more on her own. She's a self-learner now. So he's like done his job a little too well in, in some ways. And so, and so it, but it shows the power of Kara that you like, you can pick up Kara's journal and be like, oh, I feel good about the world. And, you know, like, and I like things are good and she's good. And there's like something like really stick it to you there. You know, there's something really powerful there where she is like, you know, you keep saying how terrible this place is, but like, I don't know, it doesn't seem so bad to me. People don't seem so bad to me. And like, I read her journal, it seems like a pretty normal life and like, Mm -hmm. seems like, you know, pretty normal. The, the feelings of a, of a normal person and I, I don't know i don't really see what's so uh what's so bad about all this mm-hmm. and yep. he's like just i said so and stuff i'm gonna kill this i'm gonna kill mikhail because yeah. because why not to teach you a lesson to teach you a lesson teach her a lesson so lex has this casting killed quote unquote killed by the quote unquote americans right. to trick red daughter her emotional outcry, I think, is more emotion than I've ever actually seen Kara like show. Mm. Not that Kara doesn't show emotion, obviously, like she shows tons, but like that, like primal cry I mean, of pain is. If Alex died, you'd expect that, right? Like only yeah. at that level of like trauma, mm-hmm. right? And so it shows you how. So like they say, like oh, Supergirl's all emotion; she's all this. But then Red Daughter is even more emotion than that. It's even she's even a step further. So it's all it's slightly hypocritical in its own way. But I love that Otis saves the kid because he's like, I died once and I believe in second chances. But if a bald guy comes at you, you just go the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, am I supposed to hang here with the commies? No, you're driving. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> he's a great he's a great Otis. He like, is great. Yeah, he he is like. Really came into that role really nicely. Yeah, he did. It's very fun. Oh, yeah. So Lex gives himself cancer just to trick Lena, which is just the worst. That's commitment. He is That the is worst. commitment to a, a, a plot. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So Supergirl, this is Supergirl acts on her emotions. It's selfish. It's ugly. I will not act like her. I will act like me. I will help you destroy her. But then, like, that she's not that's not being her she's ignoring who red daughter's ignoring who she is in favor of the manipulation that lex has has rung her through so as we said alex or lex is king philip and 
Red Daughter's Alexander the Great, the Red Daughter, Lex is her father. And so he says, like Lex says earlier, I don't love, I respect, love is valueless, I respect you. But he like he gives himself cancer to save Red Daughter's life really you know he says like the 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 skies opened up and gave her to me you like he speaks of her about her with reverence and in yes i think maybe as much love as lex could muster in a way who lex luther is not in like a like emotional daughter type way necessarily right because it's not actual love but i mean if anything it's like strategic this is his weapon and he wants to keep it right. Like I, I see it more of as a weapon or pet at best rather than genuine care for her. It's, it's what's in it for him. Like she's, she's, a, she represents a big investment and of time and, and technology and everything else. Um, so I don't think it's genuine concern as much as it's like, well, this is my property and I don't want it to get destroyed. Right. I know, but that's, but, that's a lot for Lex because you know he actually cares about Lena. Like it's not like Lex doesn't Lena. Care about anybody. He does. Yeah, I do. So think he's Lena. Yeah. So that could be extending himself. Maybe having cancer for those. You know that that little while really changed his perspective. I don't know. So, so that's all her. But let's go back to Lex for a second because we talked about we missed some that we missed some things. So I love his line: "Jury of my peers." Peers. Yeah peers the conqueror has no peers lex has no peers right 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 you know and so lex doesn't care about the casnian politics but he but if he can get casnia to attack america with red daughter he stops the attack lex is a hero he's a true terrorist in that way he's like he conquers through terror mm-hmm. um which is you know even we know it's whatever you know so phil was assassinated is lex gonna die I only get one lifetime, but you're forever my gift to the world, which reminds me uh, where he reminds me of previous episodes like they'll all see. They'll thank me. Mm, That's right. Yeah. It all goes all goes here. You know, and she says, oh, he says one life is nothing next to the rest of the world. You know, that's very general of the army. You know, that's like one soldier's life means nothing in context of the battle, you know, like hardcore, you know, hardcore. You know, and she said, am I just a soldier in Alexander's conquering army? And that's when he takes a step back and he's like, maybe, I'm telling you, maybe he has to examine whether that's what she is to him or not, mm, you know? Okay, and, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that's the, that's his turning point because this all revolves around out of Lex's boredom, he chisels, you know, he chisels Hannibal crossing the Alps um, He in on his cell wall, which was mm-hmm. actually, which was actually chiseled onto the wall that's by, cool. by the by the production design by the production design team um hold on i can uh eric crosco again lex's cell carving is modeled on hyrick lutman's version of hannibal's crossing the alps a depiction of one of the great military achievements of antiquity when we wrote this we did not believe that two art department guys named butch and reiner would carve it that's crazy they actually commitment. actually carved it commitment if you go back and look at it's really well it's it's really well done. It's very impressive. But I like that Lex made it out of a shiv, right? He takes it under from his like yeah, electricity he's got that's like, right. he, even Lex Luthor is not above the shiv. And but he turns this tool of destruction into a creator of beauty. Like he you know, it's like the tool can be used for good or for bad. And he creates this piece of work, this this, you know, this 
this art, but it's it's a metaphor, arguably, for how he sees his work with Red Daughter, right? He turns what this could be this thing of destruction into a thing of beauty, or, and vice versa, he takes a thing of beauty as like she discovers her powers in beauty and nature and these things and he takes that and he corrupts it you know so it's like the right. opposite of the shiv in some ways but for those of you who don't know who hannibal is and you keep thinking of anthony hopkins the in the second punic war uh in like two i want to say like 220 anywhere between like 215 and 220 bce um hannibal hannibal led his army across the Alps to bypass all these Roman checkpoints. Uh, and he led the um, his army across the Alps on top of elephants into Italy to take the war, war directly to the Roman Republic, and so, which is so cool. There was supposed to be a movie with Vin Diesel years and years ago, and it kind of fell apart. Uh, much like Hannibal's, much like Hannibal's uh, war on the Roman Empire. Boom! <laughs> oh, boom! Got it. But Lex bypasses prison to take the fight to the Kryptonians through the Casnians with Red Daughter. So mm-hmm. Hannibal's journey across the Alps, like going around the battle, or going around the the um, you go you go around the strongholds to attack them from a different angle. Mm-hmm. That's Lex Luthor in a nutshell, right? Lex Luthor is going to be a boss and ride an elephant across the Alps to go around and attack you where you least expect it. Mm-hmm. 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 It, That's what he's doing. It's just so good. It's just so good. It's so well put together. All of it. This but also whole. No, oh. But if but if but if but if Alex is Philip or Alexander the Great or Hannibal, he is doomed to fail and he right. is doomed to die every single time don't want him to i'm i don't i don't know if he is or he I isn't know, i know but I know. no no but, but you're, make, you're making excellent points you're making excellent points and you're you're right like if he is any of those people or all of those people um you know no matter how you slice it like they all didn't make it so like he's doomed but i don't want him to be so i'm really hopeful that it's like but he's lex luther so he outsmarts them you know like i, I hope it's it's that kind of an outcome but if you think of it from the perspective of a show, and they're like, "Well, I'm, we're only allowed to use them three times," does that mean that? Yeah, but you know, there's always the like, "Yeah, three times," but maybe we can convince them to let us have them three more times next year or whatever. You know, right? Three times, but also, it was some of the best episodes of the show. Yeah, never mind just this season. These have been some yeah. of the best episodes of the of the show, series. Yeah, of the series. So. They're just so well meticulously thought. You could tell there's a reverence for this character. Absolutely, they did not tread lightly with this. I mean, they—they, they, I'm sorry, they are treading lightly, but like they didn't take it lightly. They—they they mm-hmm. took it seriously. That's right. So, Frank, I'm out of um, I'm out of Storytime Village. You have anything to add? No, man. That was another another killer breakdown right there. Another another wonderful wonderful detailed breakdown of uh of all this stuff so much i mean as i was watching it, i was like there is a lot for us to talk about and uh i'm glad we got to it all i'm glad mm-hmm. we got to it all this has been such a treat like these past two episodes have been such a treat and i'm so pumped for the rest of this season like now they've really got me amped up and i i yeah i'm just very excited for what lies ahead because it's all coming together baby 
Me too. I agree. So before we do trailer TV talk, why don't you tell the people where they can find us in case they want to bow out of the trailers and the theories. Yep. If trailers are not your thing, thank you for listening. Uh, we are available on the internet at uh, at TV Supergirl on Twitter, mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com if you want to send us your thoughts. Uh, SupergirlTVTalk.com is where you can find the show and the show notes uh, and past episodes and all that fun stuff. You can subscribe at Overcast or Apple Podcasts or Google or Stitcher or Spotify or anywhere you find your podcast, you'll find us. Uh, you can tell your friends. You can support us at Patreon.com slash audio and get all kinds of fun uh, audio goodies just for you for as little as a buck a month. And uh, check out other shows at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. Goodie. So good. Goody, Frank, goody. Let's talk trailer TV talk. To get to Lex, they have to go after Eve. Alex and Supergirl mm. are going to go after Eve to get to Lex. And so, but Red Daughter pretending to be Supergirl, as we know we've seen her do. We've see, we saw her be Kara uh, on this episode of Talking to Alex. You know, during what would be the crossover, which I thought was great. You know, like, aren't you going to be a small villain? I was like, there, she's at the crossover. She's fighting the monitor right now. <laughs> like yeah, that was a, I enjoyed that. Yeah, enjoyed that. Um, Red daughter attacks the White House, which I just want to like mirror the X two Nightcrawler attack on the White House scene because mm. that like that is a, the best attack on the White House scene in a lot of attack on the White House things, including sure. including Zod attacking the White House in Superman two. Which so I wonder if we'll get some. Uh, I wonder if we'll get some Superman two homages there. I, I bet we get something. I bet. Mm. I bet. I bet we get something. Um, what do you think? So, do you think there's going to be an identity switch? You mean where the Red Daughter poses as Supergirl? Because we did see the president say, "Supergirl, you're yes. uh, public enemy number one." I think she's posing as Supergirl, and yeah. and and he's like, "You're public enemy number one." She's like, "But I was, hun- but I was kidnapping Eve Tessmacher, right? So right, I can't right, be right. public enemy. At least public enemy number nine or ten for the kidnapping, but, <laughs> you know, like number one. But we know the president is a a a bag, and yeah. so that you know right. what I mean, and that it's yeah. all connected together. I you know, it's really I think. It's one big house of cards ready to come tumbling down. So that's the question. Because I, so at the end of the episode itself, before the trailer started, I mm-hmm. started to think, what if they're going to do a switch? What if Lex's master plan is to like have Red Daughter wreak havoc and blame Supergirl for it? Um, and that's how he, you know, he's going to take her down or whatever. Right. But it looks like this happened. And I thought that might not happen until the finale. Um, and maybe we would end the season with like my thinking was this is all like in a five minute span. I was like, what if the season ends and like Kara is in the Phantom Zone or something or 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 in a you know with Kryptonite tied around her neck or something in a dungeon, and the Red Daughter is out there posing as Supergirl and no one knows it, and she's like taking over the world, and Lex is like, ah, Supergirl took over the world. Um, I don't know. I don't that know. That was so, my thought, but now we'll set this happening sooner than I thought, so I don't think we're going to go there. No, I don't think so either. But m- my theory is there is no Lex Luthor in next week's episode. I agree. I agree. I don't. I. I. I think one of the maybe Carrasco or somebody said that. Um, said that his story was going to. 
end. It goes the to the rest of. The, I think it goes the rest of the season. So I don't think. Yeah. I think he's going to be lingering somewhere, you know, whatever. But there was no footage of him in the trailer. Or there was, but it was previously used footage. I think he goes away for the next three or four episodes, and then comes back in the finale. That's, I guess that's my prison is the best alibi. So he's going to be in prison, and he's like, "Oh no, Alexis in prison." Like, what are you talking about? And you know, that's it. Uh, and I, I, he'll come back for the finale, maybe more exo lexo suit. I hope. You know, I don't know that I right now I don't know enough of all the pieces. There are some things that I, I was right on right from the beginning. You know, like Lex was behind Red Daughter, and you know, like all these like different little tidbits that that we were right on, and then others I'm not so sure of just yet. So I don't know, but. We have five episodes, six episodes left, something like that. And the finale is May 19th, so there's a break somewhere in there. Right. Too. I'm not sure where, but there's a break coming up somewhere. So it just it's just a simple... These two episodes have been a blast. They've been uh, pretty outstanding, and I cannot wait to... I cannot wait to get back, back to it. I, I it's been it's been such a blast and and I I sense that next week we'll kind of get we've been we kind of took a diversion from like the season long arc these last couple episodes so I think we'll probably start to turn back into it uh, mm-hmm. things will always start to converge again but yeah well, we've missed a lot of Agent Liberty and Alien you know uh, some of the uh, racism or xenophobia and like they've kind of like they're kind of there in the background but we have to catch up on Lex and Red Daughter and things like that so we'll um. I think it, it's all going to come crashing to a head. I think so. I'm pumped. I'm jazzed. I'm ready. But now I'm also ready for this episode to end, Frank. So until next time. Up, up, and away. <laughs>